the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Oh, boy, do we have a good show for you today. How do I say it like that? Because it's earnings season. And it <laughs> it is a mess out there. I think that's fair to say. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. We can fight about it later. Um, not all earnings are created equal. And we it's almost a tale of the two markets. It's almost as if we can get wild Bill Shakespeare in here and kind of rattle it up for us. Microsoft, AMD, Capital One, Starbucks, Visa, Texas Instruments, Stanley Black & Decker, Yum Brands, Rockwell, and the list goes on and all. All topped estimates by comfortable margin. Let's repeat that a little bit slower. Microsoft, big operating system play. Microsoft Teams, Xbox, AMD, big CPU. Slash GPU, play on Bitcoin, play on video games, play on consoles, Capital One, credit card for the masses, banking for America, Starbucks, the old five bucks cup of coffee, Visa, swiping his back, baby. It's so interesting. I don't know if you heard this stuff. I think I, it's it's not quite anxiety, but it's something. Maybe it's confusion. Have you ever been to a merchant in the last year and you're like, which one is it? Is it swipe? Is it chip? Is it the phone? Is it a tap? Just tell me which one is it? <laughs> and they're like, just calm down. That that's not, machine's not even working right now. You get Texas Instruments. It makes a lot of semiconductors that go in things like cars and satellites. Stanley Black & Decker. I got a 14.4 Stanley Black & Decker drill last week, and I'm stoked. Men, 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 We are men. That's the song I sing with my boys anytime the spousal unit wants to give me crap. What do you mean we're not supposed to eat pizza? And then we go, men, 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 men. Anyway, you get to the idea. Little inside and draw black. Yum Brands, maker of food? Nah, it's only 84% food, 16% other. They make Taco Bell. They do a little bit of Pizza Hut. Um, they're a big business. Um, what's interesting about Yum Brands? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Is it really 100% chicken? I don't think so. But they're doing great. Rockwell Automation. Boring old industrial company. And they're doing fine. The broad swath of our economy is beating expectations. Now, Alphabet. Let's bring out the belt. If I can get a whip sound effect, if I can get a beating sound effect, 
if you just want to do the theater of the mind right now. Oh, snap. Say snap. I said alphabet Google. If I said snap, I've had a stroke and someone called 911. So Google topped expectations by $10.65, a 34% increase in revenue year over year. Revenue was up 32%, and they announced an additional $50 billion would be available for repurchasing its shares. Stock is up 5%. This is one of the biggest companies in the world, and their stock is up 5%. Okay. I'm going to talk about YouTube later in the show. But I can assure you, if I were to tell my kids... What does NBC, what is NBC? They'd be like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of ABC? Who owns ABC? They'd be like, I don't know. CBS? Can you name one show on CBS, kids? They'd be like, I don't know. How about the uh, T, the UW, like the C, like the CW, the A, I don't know. <laughs> kids under 12 don't watch TV. They watch YouTube. YouTube will eventually have, sooner than later, more revenue than Netflix. Now, Netflix is super popular. Many adults don't know what's on ABC, NBC, CBS anymore because of Netflix. Children don't know what's on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox because of YouTube. In the long term, Netflix has to pay for content. And I'll assure you some of it will age well and some of it will age poorly. But you know the majority of what's on YouTube... Somebody else pays for making that content and puts it up there. And there's something to be said of you teach a kid how to use something, it's a tool they'll stick with for life. The old argument on why Apple put in Apple computers into school systems, elementary school systems, made it so easy for teachers to collect soup label cans to buy the computers, it was you were seeding a future market. Those numbers are, are downright awesome on YouTube and Google or Alphabet. Now, JCP Morgan Chase got the first quarter earnings rolling with a report before the open on April 14th. Now we're starting to hit the end of April. For the um, since they reported, it's up just 1.1 percent. So earnings aren't really creating a lingering effect for the markets right now. If we go and, like, you go get your Johnson Johnson shot, your Moderna shot, you go get your Pfizer shot, it's going to take two weeks after it goes in your arm for the antibodies to build and spike and, and get you ready to go out and, and leave a dirty life again. Two weeks after J.P. Morgan Chase reported earnings, there's a lot going on there. So I'm not telling you this looks toppy. It looks toppy, Rob! The guy behind me might be saying it looks a little toppy. Time will tell. But it looks a little bit toppy. Summing things up succinctly, stock market is in a consolidation mode, in my opinion. Taking some time to digest the gains while taking some time to assess whether there will be any immediate or material risk to stocks due to inflation. Again, a continuing theme for 2021. Uh, maybe we started thinking about uh, inflation November, December, when we saw the change in presidency and we saw government plans for spending spike. I don't know. I'm just telling you, it's day. inflation, interest rates, pandemic recovery plays, 
um, shut down, stay at home, give ups. Take a look at where Peloton is from its 52 week high. It's far off of it. So today we get the Federal Reserve, Chairman Powell, who looks like he should get renominated for the position. I think most people think he's doing a good job. I used to work with a guy named Roger Bentley Arnold. And guy, the Federal Reserve sucks. They're awful. They shouldn't do a thing. The market should figure out where interest rates are going. It shouldn't be up to them. It's controlled. It's manipulated. And he's kind of right. But this is the system that we got. So we get the Fed Reserve talking today at 2.30 Eastern Time. So let's see if we can go back and pull out the abacus. That'd be 11.30 Central, 10.30. I can't figure it out. It's too complicated for me. 1.30, Oh, about 11.30 Pacific. I know you're saying three hours difference, Rob. You got this. You got this. I know you got this. So today after the bell, ding, 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 we get Apple and Facebook. Now, Google gets a ton of search revenue, right? For people searching for vacations. Who else gets a lot of uh, search revenue? from things like vacations. Well, your fat neighbors have gone to Hawaii and you saw the pictures on Facebook. They're going to report a good, solid blowout number is the expectation. President Biden's got the Americans' family's first plan going. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's the Rob Black and Your Money Podcast. You can catch Rob Black every weekday morning on AM 1220 KDOW from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Listen online at KDOW.biz. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I've been doing this a really, really long time, and I'm getting older. Thanks for listening. I hope through the years I've given you some small bits of knowledge here and there of how I've accumulated wealth. I look at myself as more of a wealth accumulator. I look at people like CFP Chad Burton as more of a wealth manager. I don't really see a lot of space for other people. I like the CFP designation for wealthy people. I like do-it-yourself until you're wealthy. Do-it-yourself means you have to learn how to earn money to the best of your ability. Save money to the best of your ability and invest money to the best of your ability. Those are the three principles. You have to stop losing money. What do we lose money on? Cars, wives, spouses, divorces, and houses. Then you can get into some other things like maybe addictions, whether it be sex, drugs, or maybe you got a rock and roll addiction. You like to travel and live like a rock star. Live beneath your means is super powerful. When I was in my early 20s, I did live like kind of a rock star. I did go from city to city, seeing some bands and staying in some Thai-end hotels. But I ate cheap. I never went to restaurants. I don't think I went to a legit steakhouse till my 30s. If you get where I'm going at. That can't be totally true. There's probably like a place in Vegas or two kind of thing. Oh, um, Girl Scout cookies are taking flight in Virginia with drone deliveries. Can we all agree that we hate the Girl Scouts? <laughs> no, I didn't really mean that. Can we all agree that Girl Scout cookies probably kill more people than smoking? No, you can't say that. Can we all agree that little girls begging for money on the corners is a little, how shall we say, beneath them? 
No. I love the Girl Scouts, actually. I got to speak at a conference once where the head of the Girl Scouts was, um, I guess, giving a motivational speech. Um, and she was awesome. She re- she was inspiring to me. And I didn't know the Girl Scouts were like this great because I would have gone back in time and tried to join the Girl Scouts. But they would have said, you're a boy because back then you couldn't do that. But today I could say, but I identify as a she and maybe they would let me in. I don't know. Oh, I need a Xanax. Okay, so... The head of the Girl Scouts, she came to this uh, conference and she gave a speech, and she really impressed me. What that organization does is crazy. Forget the cookies for a minute. Um, To get the highest honors in Girl Scouts, I don't know what that means, but it's kind of like an Eagle Scout for the Boy Scouts. The Girl Scouts have something like that, too. There's one girl who was like, she, she gave a speech, and she goes, when I was in, I had an idea there's some villages in Africa that burn down because they don't have electricity. They use kerosene lanterns, and if the kerosene gets knocked over, the whole village burns down. And this little, like, 14-year-old girl, 13-year-old girl goes to Home Depot and collects electric LED lanterns. Uh, sun-powered kind of thing. And we're not talking about a little bit. We're talking about over 2,500, where she had to start coordinating the logistics of delivery. Another Girl Scout, 14, 15-year-old girl. She goes, well, I had this idea because uh, when I hit maturity and I started ovulating, there was a little thing um, that we needed some products to keep clean. And in Africa, girls have to miss school in some nations because of that time of month. So we've come up with a way of, and this is just too much, instead of disposable tampons, reusable washable tampons. And, like, these are the people that are going to be the next millionaire, billionaire, trillionaires. And groups like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts are kind of enabling, like, take on big projects. Now, again, all organizations have flaws, and the Boy Scouts are amongst them. So I'm just going to focus on the Girl Scouts there for uno momentero and say, um, Girl Scout cookies taking the Virginia airspace drone deliveries. Do I think some young lady is going to get inspired by that and start delivering COVID shots in poor countries with drones? I could see it. I could see it. So Google's YouTube is already the world's largest online video platform. It continues to grow. Um, Google said last night that YouTube brought in revenue of $6 billion, up from $4 billion a year ago. For a growth rate of 49%. Now, again, we were locked up last year. I know you're saying you were in prison. I was in the big house. I was on lockdown. My, my spousal warden, she wouldn't let me go out without a mask on. I couldn't breathe. I had problems with my, my, my zits and acne because of the mask. And Okay, so it wasn't that bad. Revenue of four, six billion up from four billion year over year. That's impressive for a company that that's big, and that's twice the growth rate of Netflix. And don't let that get lost on you. In its current growth trajectory, YouTube will book between twenty nine billion and thirty billion in revenue this year. Netflix is expected to make twenty nine billion. So YouTube's going to take them this year if that growth continues for the last six months of the year. YouTube's advertising revenue, we got to see a little bit look uh, look into this. Um, 
the video platform saw usage grow 73% in the United States. I, I watch YouTube. Tonight at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock when I sit down for a long winter's nap. I might take a look at see how the Giants are doing, take a look at how the Yankees did earlier in the day. But that's going to consume 10, 15 minutes of my time most. And then I'll check to see what's on CNN, CNBC, Fox, Fox News. I'll check all the business channels. And if there's anything compelling, I'll be like, ooh, let's stick around here. I'll see if CNBC's got any breaking news out of Asia. Nope. I might turn on YouTube and, and go to, like, let's type in you, uh, Killer's Unplugged, Killer's new album. Um, what did I miss the other night at the Academy Awards? I didn't watch it. Most of America didn't watch it. It was down huge in ratings. I do have to admit that it does seem snarky that they didn't show very many movie clips. And the Oscar goes to... Oh, blah. Blah. I just want to say whoever pronounced my name did a lovely job doing that. Oh, so I have a friend in TV. Let's, let me show you how TV works sometimes, and even movies. Uh, she won an Emmy Award on news. And I would have won an Emmy Award 20 years in a row if I had nominated myself and paid a $150 entry fee for best financial reporting, because no one else is doing financial reporting. Um, but I, I see a, a, an award that you have to pay for <laughs> to submit is kind of silly. Um, I get it, accolades, 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 but she goes around telling everyone she's an Emmy winner, and she just basically nominated herself in a category that no one else was getting nominated in. Um, I don't know. You tell me what's real and what's fake in this world anymore. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Hopefully we have some fall and winter seminars coming soon. Learn more at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Love him or hate him, he's controversial. I'm not talking about Patrick O'Hare. I'll bring him on in Uno Momentero. I'm talking about Conor McGregor. He's going to sell his Irish whiskey brand for up to $600 million. Whoa. I feel like the joke's on me. I feel like the ultimate fighting thing, the UFC, is just a big joke now. <laughs> like It's really about promoting whiskey and making people 600 millionaires. Let's bring in the one, the only Patrick O'Hare, not terribly controversial, but also not terribly rich like Conor McGregor, $600 million, unless there's a Vanderbilt or something in your family I don't know about. Mr. O'Hare, how are you? <laughs> no, hey, Rob, I'm doing well. The only Vanderbilt I can claim in my family is my uh, my my BA degree. <laughs> I went to oh. Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Good for you. Good school, too. <laughs> Um, a lot of people don't know about Vanderbilt. It's one of those colleges that has a funky kind of name. It doesn't have a state in it, and people kind of gloss over what they don't know. Um, but I know Vandy to be very, very exemplary. Um, speaking of exemplary, how's the market doing? Um, we powering ahead, or are we starting to top out? 
Well, I guess maybe if you, you grade it out in the very near term, you'd say it's a, maybe a C. You know, it's average. It's, it's just kind of plugging along here. Um, but uh, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's an A plus. Um, you know, we've seen this market continue to trade with a bullish bias, and and even though we haven't seen a, a strong response to what have been you know undeniably very strong earnings results for the first quarter reporting period, it's important to know that you're not seeing a strong selling response either. So there's still that underlying bullish bias here, uh, even though the market hasn't really gone that far since uh, since J.P. Morgan reported uh, on April 14th. I looked at um, your morning report, page one, and we're in earnings season. We're about two or three weeks in earnings season now. And the list is just impressive, and it's diverse with how many companies are beating expectations. Um, earning season tends to be kind of a sell on the news, buy on the rumor time of the year, four times a year where things can change. Are we expecting change? Because there's a lot of stimulus coming and it looks like we're going to be roaring as far as GDP goes for at least two, three, maybe four quarters without blinking. Um, are we set up for rally into market highs, or are we going to start looking past that stimulus, maybe? Well, I think, I think you raise a good point, Rob, and that you know context is, is important when you get into an earnings season, right? Mm-hmm. You have to kind of take a step back when you see some lackluster responses to otherwise great earnings news and ask yourself why that might be the case. And the, the first thing that jumps out, certainly, is that you had a, a, a great run uh, in just, say, the four-week period leading up to the earnings reporting uh, uh, season. You know, you had the S&P 500 up 5% over those four weeks. So, you know, the case can be made that, yes, you're selling on the news. It was priced in to a certain extent. Uh, maybe things even got a little bit overextended and overbought, and so there's not a lot of follow-through on the buy side after this good earnings news. However, what the good earnings news does uh, allow for is the idea that uh, there's still a rationale to buy on these pullbacks uh, because you're seeing and hearing still such strong guidance. Uh, earnings estimates are going to keep going up here. Uh, so the idea that you know, you're not seeing you know, any real multiple expansion here um, and the market's been able to, to tolerate a P, uh, an S&P 500 trading at about 22 times forward 12-month earnings, you know, even with interest rates having come up from the early part of the year, you know, they're still relatively low on a nominal and, and, and real basis. And so, so you've got some good underlying support, and you're probably going to get uh, to hear more of that today when Fed Chair Powell comes out and talks about the FOMC decision and uh, and most likely uh, utters his, his off-repeated reminder that the Fed isn't likely to raise interest rates anytime soon, and it's going to continue with the current pace of its asset purchases. So we're probably going to get more of the same from the Federal Reserve, i.e., we're not going to raise interest rates anytime soon. We're going to let inflation run a little bit wild, but not too wild. And we're probably going to get more of the same from corporate America, Microsoft, uh, I'm sorry, Apple and Facebook are tonight. Facebook will probably be in all estimates similar to Google because they both do a lot of advertising on travel and reopening. Um, If it's all more of the same, what are you looking to rock the boat? so to speak. And again, you can disagree with anything I said there. No, I, I chuckle because you know you're right on you're, you're right on the mark there, right? Because everything is is sounds great, and yep. uh, and there's a lot of reason to 
to think that things will continue to be great, right? And I think part of the consolidation process you have going on right now, though, too, is also a, 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 a you know an early acknowledgement, perhaps, that maybe the second half of the year might not be as uh, robust, if you will, as the first half of the year has been in terms of stock market returns, because over that period, you know, you are going to have to be contending with uh, issues that relate to inflation pressures. Uh, you're going to be hearing more talk and, and increased debate about tax increases. Uh, you would potentially be facing higher interest rates, certainly, if you have uh, inflation trends uh, running at a pretty good pace. And then, of course, you're going to run into the, the kind of like the wall of wondering about and worry about whether we're at peak growth uh, or soon will be, uh, meaning, yes, the good news has been priced in. So, so those are just a few of those hurdles that are sitting out there on the horizon. But what the price action continues to tell this market, though, is that, you know, again, it's a cliche, but the trend is your friend until it isn't. And the buy on the dip mentality has uh, worked every time. It's been profitable every time. Uh, and until that trend is broken, uh, you're likely to continue to see the market uh, uh, advance under that same bias here, um, maybe in a little more deliberate fashion than what we saw uh, up to this point. But uh, nonetheless, the underlying bullish would still have to be categorized as bullish, knowing that the Fed is still the, Fed, uh, the market's friend and knowing that earnings estimates are continuing to be revised higher uh, and not creating a undo or excess valuation pressures right now relative to where they were before the earnings season started. When Warren Buffett talks, I listen. When you talk, I listen. I put you with very high-praised company. I have a question. I just want you to listen for a second. When I got into this business 25 years ago, it seemed like every four years there was a recession. And a lot of the conventional wisdom in media was something along the lines of the president gets in, he cuts taxes on corporations. Two years later, there's a bill to pay. Democrat gets in, he spends money on infrastructure. Two years later, there's higher inflation. It, is that maybe something that could derail where we are? Is that in the final two years of Biden, we start seeing there's going to be hell to pay for all of this spending, kind of like there was hell to pay for the social consequences of corporations having lower taxes under Trump? And we could probably go back in history, but I don't want to extrapolate something that is spreading a false narrative. Um, well, but it's, yeah, there's something I, there, right? I, I, you know, I believe there is. I mean, we're, we're, we're living high on the hog, if you will, right now in terms of uh, stimulus. Uh, and and there is there has to be a payback period, right? It, it's coming. Obviously, the, the timing is what is the great unknown. But, uh, but when you just look at the scope of what's been provided in terms of stimulus on both the fiscal and monetary policy side of things, it, it's really hard to accept the idea that we're just going to, you know, keep whistling past the graveyard here and, and, and that there won't be a, a payback period that, you know, manifests itself in, in a little bit more disappointing stock market, so to speak. So, um, but again, you know, for now, the market is taking what it has right in front of it and it's trading it and riding it uh, until, uh, until it realizes that, uh, that the party's up. And, uh, and you'll know that point comes most likely when you see interest rates rise appreciably and when the Fed moves into a more hawkish-minded posture, uh, because that's where you then get the slower growth and potentially the uh, avenue toward a recession-type environment. But, um, but we're not there yet and probably a long way from there at the moment. Starbucks gave us an interesting insight, and we've got about two minutes left. They said domestically, stores are looking great. Internationally, people are coming back 
a little bit on the slow side. Yum Brands said the same thing. Domestic uh, KFC, domestic uh, restaurants did well for them, but internationally a little on the weaker side. Is there an angle there to play in our investment portfolios or our 401ks and how we're weighting them, or am I getting a little too granular and too smart for my own good? No, well, you know, the the, the U.S. has certainly led this this recovery effort, uh, and and I think what you're driving at, and, and I think you're on the mark, really, is that because, uh, you know, particularly Europe, you know, Asia has been out in front you know, the U.S. in terms of, of its, its rebound, if you will. But, you know, the amount of stimulus that the U.S. provided has just been extraordinary. But getting back to Europe, you know, it's obviously trailed the U.S. in, in both efforts. And, and you know, there could be some opportunity there as, you know, we kind of come off the boil in the United States market and perhaps have an opportunity to rotate some money into those foreign markets that, uh, that might have trailed here as uh, they've been grappling with some more uh, some more. Difficult uh, recovery efforts, um, you know, in, in, in European markets with continued lockdown efforts and um, and slower vaccination rates. So, but as that shifts, of course, um, then there is opportunity there, and 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 there could be an opportunity again to take advantage of that by rotating to some uh, some foreign markets. Thanks very much. We have less than a minute left, so I'm going to cut you off so I could properly plug you. Thank you very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, a reliable source of domestic and international news. I really honestly do start my day every day there, and throughout the day I check in. And if there is a stock that catches my radar eyeball that's having a funky day, I instantly get a briefing, type in the ticker, and see what the story is breaking on it. They do a great job with IPOs. They do a nice job with the economy. They do a great job with market commentary. Um, plus, they pull the news from other sources when they have to. I dig the source. Briefing.com. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. One of the reasons music is coming back very, very slowly are who's going to cover the insurance of if COVID spikes again. And what we're seeing in India right now should scare the bejesus out of you. You're hearing the word variant, variant, variants a lot. A lot of people are getting sick. You're seeing headlines like hospital staff quit. You're on your own. Now, again, for this is not social commentary. You could say, I don't care. I don't live there. You can say whatever you want. But what you don't want is one person from that country coming here with a variant and starting to spread a variant that we've not introduced. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, there's a story out of the South that there was some sort of crazy catfish that came from Asia. That when you put it in ponds and lakes, it kills everything. <laughs> and again, is it interesting that it came from Asia? Like, is all of our source of evil from Asia? And if you don't get that, I'm being snarky and sarcastic there. They're probably got fish that come to Asia and kill all their ponds. And like, don't we need frogs to live? It's something like that. Um, what's beautiful in nature about everything that we're talking about right now is. We're a divided country. 
we can't agree on, you know, let India be India. We don't care. We don't travel to India. We don't want them to come in here and spread it. Uh, we should be compassionate and humane. They're going through exactly what we were going through six to nine months ago. They helped us with ventilators. Um, you get the idea. It's it's And people are going to side wherever they want to side or wherever they grew up or where their mommy and daddy told them to side. Or in our case of my family is we did exactly what my opposite of what my dad believed in. Um, one of the things I just talked to Patrick O'Hare about was, you know, President Biden is pushing for a raft of tax hikes. And everyone wants free money from the government. And we all have different ways of saying it. You know, I didn't go to college. I deserve what that guy gets. Or, um, But I went to college and I got college debt. So I think I get a little bit more. But well, And then you go, you know, um, well, you make more. And while you tax more, you're taxed less. Well, you're a smoker, you're taxed more. Um, diet soda drinkers. Do you remember a couple of years ago how furious the world was over a soda tax in Washington, in Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and New York City? When you spend money on roads and bridges, when you spend money on states, when you spend money on infrastructure, when you spend money on education for children, it costs money. And down the road, there's a, a tax hike. And everyone's furious about it. You know, corporations should pay for it. No, no. Soda drinkers should pay for it. No, no. Sales tax should pay for it. No, no. Uh, no one should pay for it. We should just watch what we're spending. We're in a very, very destructive phase right now, economically speaking. And the bailout money is helping. Um, tolls work on roads, but what if you don't drive? Okay, you're happy. You're stoked. Um, because you're not putting damage on the road, so why should you pay for improving said road? Drivers are willing to pay $7 across a bridge or $0.25 cents a mile on a turnpike. Uh, it kind of makes sense. But then again, people would be like, well, I'm, I make, I'm barely making ends meet, and I'm driving to the city, and like, I get it. There's no right answer. The one that seems to come up... To a lot of people is the vehicle miles travel tax. And would that change things? I don't know. Tesla's sitting on $2.5 billion of Bitcoin. I did a story on Tesla yesterday where they made about $500 million in the quarter, or about $400 million. But $500 million was on tax credits that they sold to other corporations, and $100 million was on Bitcoin. So they really didn't make any money. They focused on manufacturing their cheaper models, which is kind of an Apple strategy. The cheaper models help service revenues, but they're not investing in their service side of the business. When you get a flat tire, you get on your app and you tell Tesla, hey, I just got a flat tire. It'll tell you how many miles you're charged. It'll tell you a lot of little things. And they'll send a driver out, bring you a used, uh, not a used tire, they'll bring you a tire, put it on. They'll take your Tesla tire, they'll take it back to Tesla and say, book a service appointment, come pick up your tire. You're like, what? You don't call a tow truck? No. And if you do, you just invalidated any warranty on the vehicle. Fascinating, right? Um, so Tesla's accused today of environmental rule violations in U.S. and Germany. At times, it really feels like Elon Musk doesn't focus on that baby anymore, that he's focusing on Dogecoin, Bitcoin, SpaceX, fighting with Jeff Bezos. 
marijuana, Joe Rogan, Saturday Night Live, everything but Tesla. The EPA accused Tesla last week of failing to prove it is in compliance with federal emission standards for hazardous air pollutants. German authorities also fined Tesla 12 million euros for allegedly failing to fulfill their obligations around taking back old batteries from customers. Um, you're not going to stop any sort of bad behavior by fining a company 12 million euros. Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, I sense that we all kind of have a feeling they're writing their own legislation in Congress and saying, you need to pass this. Because it certainly feels like the fines aren't material to the amount of revenue they're pulling in from breaking said rules. And that goes for Tesla, too. Spotify is increasing its prices. Inflation. They're raising prices for subscription to its family plan to fifteen ninety nine. Subscription prices in the UK and Europe are increasing as well. Spotify has an interesting issue on their hands right now. One of their top stars is Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan's pissing off a lot of their employees for social reasons. Telling people if you're 21 and you're healthy, you don't need to get vaccinated. A lot of people find that offensive. Will Spotify manage that sweetly and smoothly? Will the price hikes offset any stresses in their world? Find out. Tune in for the next adventure of Rob Black and Your Money. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.